Next week, Hashem, we're going to start uh, our review. Some of us the first time, others maybe the second time, the third time, but our review of, uh, of Sefer Tanya. So you could tell uh, any of your friends who are interested in learning Tanya and uh, related uh, to the, um, the Alter Rebbe Sefer. So we're going to start that next week and we'll probably go for a few months to review all the, or many of the main uh, discussions that we had when we learned Tanya a few years ago. So tell your friends, you're all invited, everybody's invited. Tonight, uh, I guess to end off for now, the sugis in Agarata, I'm gonna, I, I'm choosing a Gemara, which is, I don't know if you can call it an Agarata, it's hard to really describe this Gemara. It's so, it's one of those Gemaras that you m- might have come across and you didn't know what to do with it. Actually, it was almost, you were hoping that it didn't really say what it said. And then when your friends were asking you about it, you didn't know what to say. It's that complicated, that difficult, that, that, um, that's strange. So we're going to try to make some heads and tails out of this line. It's really one line. It's three words, manhav yelioma, to try to figure out what, uh, what the Gemara is talking about. So let's start with the Gemara. It actually appears two places in Shas, Yavamas, and Yuma. What the Gemara says as follows. Everybody together? Amar Allah bin Yaakov, Gemara Yavamas Lamed Zayn. Amr Allah bin Yaakov. Any, mother, any other sheets, by the way? Any other sheets? You don't skip anything. If you do this Gemara, it means you don't skip anything. But I doubt we did this when we were younger. Let's listen to the Gemara. A person is not allowed to marry, assuming we're living in a time when you're allowed to marry more than one woman. You can have more than two wives, more than one wife. So the Gemara says you can have more than one wife, but don't have one wife in America and another wife in Israel. Don't have a wife in Spain and another, another wife somewhere in South Africa. Why? You can have two wives in two different countries. So Shemi is Dav, Ach, No Also. You can have children from two different wives in two different countries. The children are not going to know each other. One day they're going to be going on a trip and they meet on a boat somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic. They fall in love and it turns out, not knowingly, a brother will end up marrying a sister. So you can marry, you can have as many wives as you want during that period of time. Just make sure we do it in a way that there's a proximity between the wives so that the children know who is a child of a particular man so that they won't come to, God forbid, uh, a, 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 a very serious Yisra of Arayos. That's what the Gemara says. Lo yisei adam isha bebedina zu v'yelech v'yisa isha bebedina acheres. Don't marry two women in two different countries. Shema yizdav guzelazev v'nim tzach no seachoso. You don't want a brother marrying a sister. That's not difficult. That's not difficult. The next line of Gemara says as follows. Aini, it's not, how is this possible? Aini, is it true? Is this halacha true? Vaharav. Ki'ikl, ladarshish. Rav. The great Rav. When he went to a place called Darshish. Machriz v'yomar. He would announce, make an announcement. Okay, Rav's in town. Tzadik. You ever see those ones? Tzaddik Bolir. Yeah, the Tzaddik comes to the city, everybody's gonna line up and get the brachas from the Tzaddik. He's staying by, uh, this person's house from four to seven at night, right? He'll take a pigeon. Machriz When Rav came to the city, before he did anything, Machriz Vyomar, he would announce and he would say, Man Havya Lioma. Man Havya Lioma. What does Man Havya Lioma mean? I don't know. Let's look in Rashi. Rashi says, Mahavilioma. Yesh Isha Shatinose Li Lioma Shes Akev Khan Petitsela Achamikan. I'm only I'm here for one night, right? So is there a woman who is available to Rashi says to marry me for the day? Why does he want to get married for the day? So you can be intimate for the day, right? You can have relations with a woman for the day. His wife is in, you know, back home. He travels to this place. So, he's back home, is going to be uh, three days, a week, two weeks. So he says, is there a woman here that would like to marry me for a day? Don't worry. Right when I leave, I'll give you a divorce. Okay. 
It's not just Rav. Rav Nachman did the same thing. Rav Nachman ki ikla l'shach nitziv machriz v'yomar man havya liyom. Is there a woman, uh, I need a, I need a woman for one night. One night. There is a book that just came out not long ago called A Bride for a Night. And guess where the name, the title of that book comes from? You know that book is written by? There's a Knesset member, a current Knesset member by the name of Ruth Calderon. Right? Yeah. She wrote a book on the Agadahs of the Talmud. And the title of the book is from this Gemara, Bride for a Night. It's in English? The book? It's in Hebrew, it's in English. There were times in our history, in Jewish history, where there were haters of Jews, anti-Semites, who, would, who were scholars, and they would look into the Talmud, into the Gemara, into the Nach, for, for lines, for stories, for, for ideas that were said by, or actions that were done by, by Jews, by Jewish scholars, by the Jewish people. And you can imagine the fun that they had with this Gemara. Man hav The great Tanoim can't, can't, you know, can't wait a, 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 a day or two. Man hav Just to show you, Rav Ruben Margolius, in his Sefer, the great Rav Ruben, on number three, says he just can't believe this tomorrow. You can't believe this tomorrow and not scream. If you're an honest person, you can't not read this Gemara and not scream. Rav? Hachrozazu Muzramod. Rebruvin says, this is crazy. It's crazy. Rav bal eser mili dechasidusa. Adam shalom is stakel chustar ba amos of achalo rav mishabal nekdo. If shemei olav lo achal besudas harishos, velo diber sichem et hilam yamav. Uchamon hanago shaprishos. Rav was mili dechasidusa. He was... His whole life was precious and chesidus and tahara. <coughs> person who didn't look outside his arab almost. His lips never stopped moving from learning. So he goes away for a night. One night he has to... Man Can you imagine, just imagine something like that happening today? A Rav coming into the community. And he says, before we get started with the brachas and everything, I just want to know, is there any uh, any single girls available maybe for, just for one night? Please, please, please. please. Not single. Please. Huh? Not single. Single girls. No. They don't say single. It could be a divorce. No, I, I, single, single. I don't, I don't, could be, I didn't say, I didn't say a, a basula, but it has to be single. Unmarried. 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 Unmarried woman. Single. That's single. Single woman. Right? Any, any girls? Any, maybe, any girls in, in Bergenfield, Teaneck? So the Rav can, you know, I mean, it's crazy. So Rav Rubin says, this is Rav. This is Rav. How, how does this make any sense whatsoever? How does it make sense whatsoever? It's unbelievable. The Gemara takes the line seriously, if you go back to the Gemara. Takes the line seriously. And he says, so what's the deal? How is Rav able to do this? We just said, Lo yisa adam isha b'vidin azu, lo yelech acheres. So Rav was presumably married wherever his hometown was. When he came to this place called Darshish, now when he comes to this place called Shachnitziv, so he would uh, get married for a night. I mean, it's, 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 it's weird, strange, against what, anything that we could possibly imagine. So, but, but sof kosof, what about the halacha? Well, says, don't worry about the halacha. Rav was so pop, whoever was so well known, that anybody who was a child of Rav, knew that he was a child of Rav. They all knew who the, the, the father was, when it was Rav. So Rav had children, the way the Gemara is, Rav, don't worry, he had children in, in, in South Africa, he had children in America, he had children in, in Bavel, children in Israel, but they all wore the tag, I'm, I'm Rav. So when the girl met the boy somewhere 10, you know, 20 years later, you don't have to worry, because everybody knew that it was Rav. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's very, very strange. It's strange is, is a nice term. It's, it's almost, it's very difficult to, to make heads or tails out of, out of this Gemara, and I, I mentioned before, the anti-Semites of the world have a field there with this Gemara. So we better, 
learn? Is there anything to? What, what do we do with the Gemara? How do you? How do you? What's the upshot? Is it pasha pshat? What does it mean? The Gemara takes it seriously, and then the Gemara says further, it can't even be. The Allah is, before you marry a woman, you have to wait seven days. She has to count seven Nikim. When a boy marries a girl, they have to, when a boy asks a girl to marry her, there has to be a waiting period of seven days. Because we are afraid that maybe Tavulina say something called Damchima, because of the excitement of being asked to get married, she could have become a Nida. So therefore you have to assume that uh, she has to, uh, you have to make that assumption. And even though she doesn't find anything, Still, we, maybe she found something and, and, and it got lower. Maybe it was a very small drop of dam. So therefore, Tavul and say you have to count Shiva Nikim. So how was Arav able to come there Monday night and say, Manda Havli Yom, he's only there for three days. So how's, how, how's it going to happen? So the Gemara gives an answer which makes things even worse. He says, he put out the call before he got there. <laughs> Seven days before he came, he says, I'm coming, so make the announcement now, so if anybody's interested, they can already sit the Zion the Kim, so that when I get there, everybody's ready to go. I mean, do you hear, do you hear the, have you, have you seen this Kamara before? What is the context of this It's, what do you mean? It, I, yeah, the, I'm we're, telling we're you, the Gemara says, in a vacuum, though. no, no, the Gemara says, the there's two contexts, Yuma and Yavamas, but you'll see, it's, 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 it's in this context of, when about marrying different women in different countries, and we say Rav, Rav did it, Rav Nachman did it. Mara says, "How can Rav Nachman do it?" Tavul and I say to any man who asks a woman to get married, she has to wait Zayin Nakim. Gemara says, "Rabbanu Shluchayu have a Meshadri Modilo." They would send out the you know the, the message a few days, seven days, uh, two weeks before to let Rav coming to town. All the available single girls who are interested should uh, you know should should, should prepare themselves. Whether you can imagine, just imagine someone trying to pull this shtick nowadays. They 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 throw him out. Of, they would never let him back in the community. So what's going on? What's going on? Now, of course, the simple answer. What's the simple answer? What's the simple answer? I'm not sure that the previous halacha is not really what's valid simple? if. You can prove somehow identify these kids. Then you can. I'm asking a we're asking a question, but what about the whole story? The story doesn't bother you. It's not a literal story, clearly. What is it? It's a literal story. Better than a concubine. Besides the fact that Gemara says it's an iser to marry a woman if you know that you're going to divorce. That's the last line of the Gemara. But Lassim and Yaakov says the same thing. Lassim and Yaakov Amir lo yisa adam ishda v'dato legarsha. Person can't marry a woman if his mind is to divorce her. Don't plan something bad, and you, you make believe everything is good, but you know that uh, you know. We're the, the, taking perhaps the Gemara out of context. Yeah, of number one, the time. Oh, at so what do you mean the time? The, the time of when they lived and where they oh, lived. Okay, so what Jay is suggesting, I think, is listen. We're putting our morals, our ethics, right. our morals. society. On the way they lived seventeen hundred years ago, so if we if we lived that time, it would be completely accepted. It wasn't out of the norm. That's the way people lived. That's what people did. So we can't start imposing our, you know, ethical behavior on on the way the society was sixteen, seventeen hundred years ago. In other words, in other words, I think what he's saying is that we're much more developed than they were. No, no, not necessarily. (laughs) Wait, and there's another thing, Rabbi Elizabeth Yaakov. Yeah. In Halachaka, Rabbi Elezer ben Yaakov, because Rabbi Elezer ben Yaakov was Kav Benoki. His statement that Lo Yisa Adam, you know, two women in two different places. That is the way we pass him. We pass him like this for Blessed. Otherwise, we wouldn't be asking from him. Blessed ben Yaakov is a Tana. No one disagrees with him. Rav's an Amora, even though Rav's a Tana, who Pollock, the Gemara does not assume that he's arguing. So otherwise the Gemara would say, Rav Tanahu Pollock, Rav's not arguing with Rav Yaakov. So we give an answer. If you're so popular, you're so well known, if everybody, all the children that you bore, uh, would know that they're the children of Rav, then, then it's not a problem. In other words, if it's, the, if it's someone who's very, very well known, then Rav Lazarus Yaakov's, um, you can be an exception to his oh, rule of Lo Yisrael Zem Yisrael B'Din Azu, Ba'alach V'Yisrael Yisrael B'Din Azu. We don't, we say that the Ein Halacha Kerr... Generally, yeah, generally, I think we, I thought we say that the Halacha Kerr Lazarus Yaakov, because Kavanaki. I think we say Halacha Kerr Lazarus Yaakov, because, because Mishnasa is Kavanaki. I think that's what we generally do say. Yeah. Maybe again. Yeah, please, please. No, please. It's open. Giving him Don the Cops Club. Yes, please. He wanted to perform the Mitzvah Pru Revu. At every living moment. Maybe <laughs> where these women lived, 
there weren't enough Jewish men for them to marry, and Rav was basically filling a need. Shidduch okay. crisis. What? It's a shidduch crisis. Okay. No, and also I hear. A I hear. I hear. Okay. Okay. Right. A surrogate, basically, like a uh-huh. surrogate. Okay. I mean, that's just, again, something and out maybe of the we're, 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 climbing, we're, How about we're grabbing out the straws here. Uh, grabbing out the straws. <clears throat> strange, you strange. didn't want to do anything. You just want to know if such a one exists. So listen to this. The Gemara says, what about the seven days? So the Gemara says, I never strange a thing. The Gemara says, they weren't actually married. He didn't say, Mandahava the Yoma, to marry me. Just to go for a walk in, in the park. Rob, the great Rob needs to... Did you, you ever see the pictures of Chaim Moser? Who was he walking with in the park? Well, it's, it's crazy. Shiny Rabbanan They just they weren't really married. They were just he wanted a partner for the for the day or two. He needed a, a escort. An escort to walk to just to to go to the. I mean, what is it even? What's going on? Companionship. Hey, Rav. Who would ever maybe? Oh. Maybe needed but a that's nurse's the aid. problem. The nurse's aid. Oh, no, no, forget the thing in the wall thing. Rabbi, but that's the problem. Maybe there's nothing wrong with what Rav did. You're coming from it from our point of view. I'm saying that's what you said. We have our perspective, our, you know, morals, our ethos, and therefore you can't impose our 21st century mahaluch to what they were. You know, Rav, based on what you read about him everywhere else, that, you know, he's saying brachas. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) You can't. So it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense to say that in every other area, holier, kedusha, tahara, precious, chesidus. In this one area, you know, there he was just like everybody. Oh, it's like all the, it's like all the Persians, all the, you know, all the, all the, all the other, you know, like that's that was just the way they did things back then. He just, you know, he, he, very, very. Listen, if you, it, the way I see it, the way I see it is that if Rav, if Rava, if Abaye, if if these Tanaim Amaraim, if if they're if, if the Gedolim of Rav, like the Rav Moshe, the Rav Arons, and the Rav Yaakovs, and the Vilna Gons and the Balshemtovs, they all said about themselves that they were nothing in Chesidus and Precious and Kedush and Tahara compared to the Tanaim. They're not just lines to, to, the, to where the Tanaim and Amroyim were. Matter of fact, they, 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 they say a story about Rav Chaim Velazhin. You know, he, he had a younger brother who died very young. Rav Zalmi died, maybe he was 19 years old. He was a much greater goan than Rav Chaim himself. Much greater goan. And he knew everything about Peh. By 19 years old, he knew Kolatora Kula Balpeh. Backwards and forwards. So uh, they once said to Rav Chaim, your brother, I don't know if he was a, had, had already had died or if he was still alive. He says, your brother is as great as the goan. Your brothers, they both know everything. So Rav Chaim said, don't even say that. You can't put them in the same sentence. They said, what's the difference? This is Rav Aaron Cutler brings us down the Kovitz Kedusha Torah to Rav Aaron Cutler in the back. He says, what's the difference between them? He goes, my brother knew everything about Peh, but it was only reading it forwards. The Vulligan knew everything about Peh, reading it backwards. He goes, what do you mean reading it backwards? He says, the same way you say Ashrei, he could read Kolotara Kula backwards like that. My brother could do it forwards. The Vulligan had, it was, it was literally like an open book. It wasn't just that he remembered it, he could do it backwards. It was all in front of him at all times. So they said to him, this is in the, in the, in the, in the Chidushim. I said, because, so you, the Vilna Gaon was as great as a Tan. He goes, how dare you say such a thing? Maybe a Rishon. Well, lie, he was a Rishon. The Ramban, he was great. Maybe, maybe, he might have been, the Gaon might have been a weak Rishon. So it's hard to, so now we're gonna say, yeah, Rav, you know, they, they were just, you know, regular guys who had the same, you know, the same types and the same stuff. And, and for one night, we can, you can go away for you, you, one night. You don't have to start the, putting ads in the paper. You know, manda havilioma. But Rav, uh, you know, oh maybe call me Shagodol. Anybody who's greater, Yitzro Godol. Uh, very, very difficult. It's a very difficult Gemara. And I'm telling you that the Nazis used this Gemara. The Nazis used this Gemara to show that the Jews were undeveloped and uh, unethical and. And immoral, and immoral, and they used this Gemara, and they printed these Gemaras, and they made the Jews out to look very bad because of these Gemaras. How would they even know? They were, they were scholars. They're, 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 they're non-Jews who loved learning Talmud. Loved learning. That's what they did. They learned Talmud. It was, a, it was a scholarly uh, exercise that they did, and they used to especially thrive on finding things that were you know, strange and awkward and difficult to explain. 
So that's why there's a sample called the Damash Tashif. You're not going to believe this. Wait, yeah. yeah. How can, how how can you say yeah. that you can't compare one generation to the other because they were so much greater and they didn't have the Yetzirah that we did? When we know I didn't say they didn't have the Yetzirah. I just said that they were able to no, control. No, you said, you said they were great in Kedusha and Tahara. Okay, yeah, yeah. We have a, a Musa Haskell from Tanakh, David HaMelech, Libi Cholol B'Kirbi, and you see... Whether or not we 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 learn the Gemara that Akkadish Baruch Hu proved it, but David Amalek himself himself says Libi Cholol B'Kirbi, and shine ne- next day Bachevah comes around. And then the Gemara says Kol Mishomer David Chata and Elatoa. Right. So you have to learn He's, that Gemara. Hold on. He's and Elatoa. You got to learn that Gemara. What? How they phrase it? Okay. Kol Mishomer David Chata. He's not. It's not a chay. Okay. He's still making a <laughs> Okay. It doesn't sound like Rob made a mistake here. It sounds like this was an accepted... Uh, Rob, David made a mistake and he said, Chatasi. Here, Rob apparently... This was, this was, this was his, his natural... This is how he went about doing it. He went to this place. That's what he said. The Gemara doesn't say, How? How could you? Where's the, where's the, where, where's the precious? Where's the, the Tahara? Kedoshim Tiyu? It doesn't mention any of this. It just says, Oh, halakhically, what about the seven days? The seven days don't worry about because they weren't really together. They were just going for a walk. Or they, they announced it two weeks before so they were able to prepare. But what about the underlying problem? Like, the, this is not the way you act. You should be able to control yourself for a day. What, what's going on there? But you know, the Gemara uses the concept of Hospisale uh, yeah. over here. Right. So, you know, if you're thinking in terms of Mishigadu, Lechaberi, Yisregadu, Lemenu, maybe Rav understood the, the, the nature of man, and he knew that no one's greater than the Yitzhahara, and he conquered his Yitzhahara through this means. Maybe it was intentional. Maybe he right. planned on so, the Pasadena. Right. And it says something, I don't know, it's hard to understand, but Ki'ikla, they, they seem to have this, that was a one destination, you know, he was he was going there. Maybe it was a regular visit to this place. And he'd do it all the time. Maybe he, he needed a woman there for, and to control. Rebruv Magolius says you know, this approach. Yeah. But then he says he, he says it can't be. Because you're saying that in order for him to control his own personal Yetzahara, he makes a cluster and a plaster out of Torah. Because the Gal Hadar is going to go... And it just look it's it doesn't smell or sound or look right. That, that kind of, yeah, that's so you say because he has a deal with his personal Yetzahara. So you're right, but it leaves it leaves it even more problematic. Of course I have my own, you know, thing to work out because I don't want to have any Hihurim Royim for five minutes. Therefore, I'm gonna go and make a hachraza. It's it's it, not a public it's, display is is the question, not so much the activity maybe. I, th- I think the activity is very yeah, questionable. Don't question. you think so? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. La don't you think so? Yeah, yeah, it's very. Yeah. It doesn't. But, but, if you're looking at it honestly, so what is this announcement? What is going on? I think an announcement. Yeah, yeah. Why the announcement? It's also very. It's also Hillel's right. Why the announcement? You can tell tell his his friend who is confidant who lives in the area. Listen, this is what I need. Keep it, keep it on the hush. No. Machris manda havelyama. Strength. So in his mind, he's not doing anything wrong. That makes it even worse. No, but maybe then it's not. So you're saying, yeah, that's what Jason said. Then that's just the way they did things. That doesn't bother you? Do you have an answer? Do you? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I'm presenting the question pretty powerfully. How do you know he's talking about for himself? What do you mean? It says, Isman Bhavadiyama means, like, can you find a woman? So, like, maybe he's talking about for somebody else. Rashi. Ki Ikla, one second, before Rashi. Rav Ki Ikla, the Rav would go to Darshish, Makras Viyama, Man Havyaliyama. So, he's going to Darshish, and he's looking, I mean, he's, he's looking for a shidduch for someone else. Rashi for sure says, Yesh Isha Shitunase Li. Rashi for sure learns it like that. You know, sometimes when somebody gives a speech, they throw out this tantalizing um, line, line, yeah, to get everybody interested, and then they reverse everything and uh-huh. and teach to it. So maybe this was just like trade line. I'm going to try it on Shabbos when I give the drush in the room. And we'll see how well it goes. I think it'll last till Monday. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. And then 
get everyone's attention. Get everyone's attention. Right, that's what they get said. When Rabbi Akiva would give a drasha, they say the Tanoim would give a drasha so we saw people falling asleep. So they'd, you know, they'd make up some crazy, like, why do you know, make up some crazy line? Whoa, really? That's interesting. Well, I, and then he start tell, teaching them. I'll so, prove his point. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was many, many years ago, and I was, I, ne- I never went to Manhattan for a year for anything, but I saw in the Jewish press that it said Shlomo Risky was giving a series, a young Shlomo Risky in, in Lincoln Square was giving a series of lectures on sex and the single person. Uh-huh. And I went to hear Lincoln right. Square to hear what was, so it was a fascinating lecture. Title. 50, yeah, but I never heard a thing about the sex of it. It was somehow like, right, you know, Fred, it's not sure. Okay, yeah, I, it's not yeah, like, you know, it was me, fascinating, but he got me to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. To me, anyway, that's not, marketing. to it's me, marketing. that's not the way, that, I, that's not, I don't, I, I think Torah could sell itself. You don't have to use all these crazy uh, lines. You give a good shear and people will come after, you'll find out after a few weeks. I don't think you have to thought using, uh, you know, modern, uh, especially that type of terminology. That's not, I, I think that's inappropriate, if I may say. But uh, but that being said, the Gemara says what it says. Man, man, the Havali Yoma. Let's learn. There's a Sefer by the name of, called Vedam Mashatoshev. That line, of course, uh, is from the from the Mishnah Prakiyah. Vedam Mashatoshev Lapikaris. There's some of the name of Chaim Bloch. Rav Chaim Bloch, in his cover page to his Sefer, writes, and of course in the Hagdama he writes, that in, in middle of the 19, late 1930s, early 1940s, there's again in the middle of the Holocaust, he was, before the war, he was very friendly with a number of cardinals and bishops and people who were very, it was scholarly Catholic priests who would learn Talmud and learn, you know, all the different Jewish and non-Jewish books. And, uh, so they knew him to be someone who was knowledgeable and learned and philosophical. And he gets a letter from the Vatican with a whole bunch of questions of things that they have found in the Talmud and the Jewish writings, and they'd like him to respond to those questions. Okay? And he writes that these are the following questions that I was asked. And in the, he was asked 14 questions, and he writes a safer, the Damashatasha, which is basically the answers that he wrote back to the Cardinal in the Vatican, and an elaboration that he, uh, when he uh, lengthens his answers, he, doesn't, he says he doesn't send them them such long answers, but he gives more sources in his Sefer Vedam Ashatoshev. Vedam Ashatoshev Tshuva Saila HaVadikin Shonasasi Vishnaf Tov Reish Sari Dalid Al Shailos Tamudios Rabbonios Chashuvas B'Moda Nichaim Bloch What year is that? This is, I think, 44 around. What language did he write? Did he write it to them? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he wrote to them. This is in Hebrew. That's the whole Sefer? No, it's 150 pages. 150 pages. So if you look at the, I, I, I copied the line the, towards the end of the Haddamah in Emesi. These are the following questions he's asked. One, Do the rabbis and the, 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 the wise men of the Talmud consider Christians idol worshippers? Question one. Question two. The Rambam seems to decide that Christians are ovde ililim, are idol, idolaters, something he does not say regarding Muslims. Explain. What's the difference? Number three. The Rambam. So they're, they're writing Rambams. These, the people who are writing knew Rambam. They didn't just know Nach. They didn't just know uh, Talmud. They knew Rambams. Shah Rambam. The Rabbim mentions, he holds, that there's a, the, the Torah says, which means that you're not allowed to charge interest to a Jew, but so the Ramban says, it doesn't mean that you have to charge a non-Jew interest, it just means that you're allowed to charge the non-Jew interest, but you are not allowed to charge the Jew, your, your Jewish brother interest. But the Rambam says, no, no, it's actually a mitzvah that when you lend a non-Jew money to charge him interest. It's actually a mitzvah chiyuvis. If you lend a non-Jew $10, you have to ask him for $11 back. Well, I'm not sure how we pass him. The Rambam holds like that. It's a mitzvah. If you think that it's going to lead to some type of uh, hatred or... Or uh, it's a dark yeshala, I should say. You know, you don't have to do that mitzvah at this particular period of time. But in other circumstances, it's a mitzvah to lend with interest. Fourth question. Look at the question. Fourth question. The Talmud talks of two of the great rabbis. 
Toyamachrizim that they used to announce Eze Isha Rotsesh Liyosli Liyom Echad. Is there a woman who would like to be with me for one day, for one night? Explain what's going on there. And he asks a whole bunch of other questions. Another nine, ten questions. So Rav Block says, right, "We got it. We got. I got. I got to answer this. This is a difficult question." And he doesn't. He doesn't pat it. He doesn't say, "Well, that this, that." He didn't mean it. He says, "This is. You have to be bothered by this. You have to be bothered. We can't allow this to just to just uh, float away. You have to be bothered." The fact that Rav and Rav Nachman, the two great Amoroyim, Tanoyim, Tano Amora, are 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 in this type of activity, which something which would be unheard of, unacceptable in any society, anywhere, at least in any Jewish society, anywhere, for the last thousand years. But somehow it's allowed and, and, and almost you know, accepted in, in the Talmud. Very strange. And as we mentioned before, the Bruvain has his the line that it just, the whole thing just is very, very strange. Right? Number three at the last line. Someone who never ate, he only ate from the Surah Smith. Right? He never spoke any Narishkeit his whole life. Him who ha'adam sheyachris man ha he's the one who's going to announce man havilioma. Okay, there's four or five different mahalchem that are given. Four, one, one or two that we mentioned. Four or five different mahalchem that are given. Some of them I think are better than others. Let's start. <clears throat> there's a sefer zuto shalyam, which is quoted by Rav Ruben Margolius, Rav Moshe Leiter, was actually a Rav in Brooklyn. In the, in the mid twentieth uh, century, he writes as follows: Nishalkim Yiravach, and I was asked by a certain Rav, Levarlo Maisa Rav Vinisiv, to explain this Maisa of Rav, and what's the deal with Rav? It says as follows: Strange, but this is what he says: Rav Lashitosa, Rav Lashitosa, the Rav Mangid al Mad al Demikadesh Beloshiduche. At some point in our history, a boy would go over to a girl without any setup, without any date, without any shidduch, without any, without ever meeting before him, and just go, Hariyabukudashasli with Abazukudas Moshev Yisrael. Hariyabukudashasli. We're just, without any planning beforehand. Rob said this is inappropriate, it's unacceptable. There has to be some, it was becoming almost like a priest, it was getting people into trouble, it was causing mamzeris. People were married, they didn't know they were married, there was no, there was no shidduch. Shidduch means there was no setup. There was no, uh, there was no planning at all. Rav says, listen, I am the one who created the law, that invented the law, that Rav held that you have to be mekadesh b'shidduch. It has to be a shidduch before the kedushin. You can't just walk over and start with kedushin. It has to start with a shidduch. It has to be back and forth. It doesn't have to be for, you know, for, for three years. It maybe could be for one day. It maybe could be for uh, two weeks. Doesn't have to be long, but there has to be some type of planning before. Rav was going against the tie. The tie was the Gemara is filled with. Someone comes up to someone. Big problems were as a result of that activity. So Rav l'shitaso the Rav mangid al demekadesh below sheduche. So in order to be misharish es haminhog. Shall kiddushin below shidduch l'afem in order to uproot the minhag of asking a woman to marry a man without any shidduch. Because that would lead to hefkeres. Chafetz Rav lahanigis haminhag shal shidduchim laashrisha bekeriv yudadarshish. So in order to implant this law in this place called darshish, which was not keeping to his law. Because I'm going to go, when I go to Darshish, I'm going to get married, but before I get married, I'm going to make an announcement. The announcement's going to be the Shidduch. And then I'm going to get married, and it's going to highlight the fact that you can't be Mekadish below Shidduch. So you'd go to the place, you'd say, I need a Shidduch. I need a Shidduch. I'm not going to just walk over to someone and say, Do you know a girl? Do you know someone that I can marry? So Shidduch, Rav holds. Rav's here, he's telling us that before you have Kedushin, you have to have a Shidduch. That's why Rav, every time he would go to Darshish, every time Rav Nachman would go to Shachnitziv, in order to implant the Halacha, that you can't be Mekadish, but Shidduche, he would ask to be set up with a woman, he'd be Machris, is there a Shidduch? So that therefore there will be a Kiddush that only was subsequent to a Shidduch. Why not just make a Takana? Right. He did make a Takana. They weren't listening. 
He was trying to, and him announcing this is going to change. Yeah, yeah, because he was he was acting himself upon his own words, wanting to say words. He's listen, I'm getting married in your town. Let me show you how it's going to be done. First, they're going to set me up. There's going to be a shidduch, and then I'm going to get married. There's going to be a kedushin. That's the way. Everybody see it? I'll go over it again if you want. Next time I come, I'll do it again. <laughs> Next time I come, I'll do it again. Shidduch kedushin. Stop this going straight to the kedushin way of doing things. It's inappropriate. Shedach Kedush. With the divorce? divorce? Then a few days later, I thought that's not right either. Very strange. So, so it when I, when take, I, it's hard to justify Very hard this. to justify. Very. Is it an approach? Yeah. It helps it, co- it helps a little, but then it causes a bigger problem. Because, like, in order to be Mishari, you're a minog, you're making a big, it's even a bigger joke. So now I'm going to get married, get divorced, you're not going to do that either. Mm-hmm. And that's, that could be in a Sudaraisa. Rav's halacha of being mekadesh mm. subsequent to shidduch is his own is his own implementation, his own takana. If they were to, to get married on the condition to divorce, might be an isadaraisa or an isadarabbanu. So he's 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 creating one. He's he's sort of helping one issue, but he's creating opening up a can of worms on the other side. That's a very difficult approach, but I just wanted to mention. No, wife, when, yeah. I, when I was in high school. There was a, a young guy. He went, went over to the girl on the spot. And he said... Happened every year in one of the mixed camps. Every year. They always had a shower. No, no, I <laughs> don't know. Yeah, it's always another guy. No, no, but Ramosha, I remember Ramosha Hoskin that he has to... He has to give a gap. Give a gap. Oh, really? Yeah, that's yes. now, now she's stuck because if she ever wants to marry a Cohen, it's a problem. Yes. Why not just stay married to these women? They were allowed to have multiple wives. Why? Why? That's a very good question. Generally speaking, even though you were allowed, it was almost unheard of that any of the great rabbanim would be married to two women. Matter of fact, Rabbi Ruv Magolius has in his safer that he he proved that it never happened. It was allowed. Never happened. You never find that uh, at the same time. Yeah, but only in the Ashkenaz community. Hmm? Only in the Ashkenaz community. I'm talking about pre Ashkenaz. I'm talking about in Talmudic times. Talmudic times. There was no Ashkenaz far then. In Talmudic times, it was unheard of that a Tan and a Mora would be married to two women. So it's true it was allowed, but that wasn't the uh, Mahalach. So in order to... Be, that, that's the reason. You don't like the approach. No, that, like the approach. That's the reason. Why? They couldn't have two wives, so they had temporary wives to... Still, I'm just kidding. Doesn't answer. Yeah, no, doesn't answer. Doesn't Jordan's no. unsatisfied. Unsatisfied. So am I. So let's move on. We have to move on. Let's move on. Damashatashit. So, this of Chaim Blach, so Chaim Blach, calls to Zuta Shalyam, he rejects his answer. Says, that's not, that's not a good answer. I'm gonna tell you what happened. I'm gonna tell you what happened. He quotes someone by the name of the Chacham, Alev Shin Hirschbrug. Who says as follows? Let's look at the last line of number five. Hirschbrug Shofet. This Chacham Hirschbrug says as follows. Gam Eitzel, listen to this line because we said it here. But he rejects that out of hand. Gam Eitzel Rabbo Seinu Balei Talmud. The Rabbonim of the Talmud. Hayu Musagi Hatznius Vapritzus Mikablim Shinuyim Lefiazman Vahamakom. Was the rabbis and the Chacham of that time? were in tune with the morality level and the the the, 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 the 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 cultural approach to marriage and men and women of that time. And therefore, if that's what they were doing at that time, we can't have any taina on a Tana and Amora acting in that vein. You know what it's similar to? It's similar to the is same discussion. What? Never yeah, exactly. That's what Jay said. He rejects it, but that's, that is a suggestion of this doctor, Chacham Hirschbrug. He said, "No, it's like it's like this. It's a similar machlokas to the following. There is a raging machlokas over the last twenty-five years. When Chazal said something in the world of science, do we have to assume that that is absolutely unequivocally correct scientifically, and we accept it as it is? And even if today we have scientific proof and uh, and and experimentation that shows that." using the scientific method, which is basically mathematical, showing that the science that they had in the Talmud and that they had from thousands of years ago is just simply incorrect. It just, it, it's, not, it, it's, not, it's not true. So, what, what do we do when we're faced with that type of situation? Science changed. Science changed, but does that mean that the, that the rabbis who quoted that science, were they just quoting, hey, listen, 
what do you expect from me? This is the science that we had in the, you know, in, in 2,000 years ago. I'm only doing the best I can do. You can't blame me for getting it wrong. Or do we say, excuse me, when, that, when, when right. the Tana said something in the Gemara, it was right. It was right. You, you're changing science. Science, you change now. In 150 years, you'll be back to the way we're saying it. Is that what you assume? Yeah, that's what really? I'm saying. No, I, would, I can't assume that because of who I am today, meaning my thinking is made up of what we know and, you know. So I can't agree with that, but that's what I know is one of that's the, the two approaches. Two approaches. No, they're chum paskin shilas. They give halacha. That you can't argue. That's 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 un, you know immutable. But if something's based on science and the science we know now to be incorrect, so then the halacha has to change, and that's it. You follow the halacha, right? I don't or do you say impossible? When the chacham said something, they said it, it was like halacha l'moshem isinai, and that's it. You're going to pass in a shallow because of uh, some study that they did in, in Hofstra University or in, or in, in Cornell University or in, come on, that's they 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 they, they, they said that this is something that they just learned over the last ten years and they're going to relearn it in ten more years and then another ten years they're going to reject what they have now. We don't follow signs. We assume a Chazal says something they meant it. It was real. It was halacha and it's unchanging. So in other words, it's a similar type of machlokas. Do we say, hey, listen, that was the cultural mora- level of morality that they had back then. And, and they're tra- now we, no rabbi would uh, be allowed or be, uh, would, 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 no Jew, no person would ever uh, be allowed or would be accepted to act in such a way. But that's what they acted back then. Or do we say, listen, if, they, if something happened back then, then that's, then that's correct. And it's immutable and it's unchanging. So then we have to figure out then what was Rob doing? And if Rob was doing it, is it allowed? Something like that. Should we condone such activity and say, oh, bah, you know, like, that's just the way. If Rob did it, it's, unbe- it's unbelievable. See, so he rejects that. He says, no, he can't just say that Tanoi were acting based on the, you know, the, the cultural norms of that time. Impossible. Yes. Yeah. Road is changing. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Arguing with right, his. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah of, course. Yeah, of course. You read the Savior? No, but yeah, I, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but you can't compare. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't want to behavior. I'll talk about it now. You can't compare behavior. Yeah. With science. Why? What do you mean? Because I'm just making. I, I, I'm not saying they're exactly parallel. I'm just saying you see the, the you know, it's a similar type of issue. Similar type of issue. I don't see this. We know for a fact that. Uh, the type of geometry and science that the Rambam used to base some of his. Some people are very uncomfortable saying that. And even if you're uncomfortable saying that, even if you're uncomfortable saying that about the Rambam, that's one thing. But to say that Rabbi Akiva's science and Abtarfin's science... Why? Okay, so Why is it for you. Because they, 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 their science and their mathematics was not just because they weren't looking at the, the, the local mathematician. They weren't going to Pythagoras to say, hey, what's going on in geometry or, you know, nowadays? What have you, what have you come I, up with lately? I, I, they are, look, they're, because lo- I'm not, I'm just saying that's the, the other approach is that their math, that their science was learned from the Torah itself. And if so, then it has to obviously be correct. If you know something, there's a Rav who's unquoted. You won't, you won't hear his name in B'nai Brak, but he was very close with the Chazanish. And it's well known, he writes in his, you know, you can find this farm, he writes that he used to, the Chazanish is well known to have been in discussion with, uh, with doctors about brain surgery and, and other uh, difficult situations and cases. He was a bucky in, you know, in, 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 in biology. So, it's, so he write this Rav, I'm not gonna mention his name, because I forgot it, but, 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 but he, but, but, but he writes, he had been by the, he was by the, he was very close to the Chazanish, he was by the Chazanish many times, and the Chazanish was there on his table reading, you know, math, um, medical journals and, uh, so you quote that today and they'll throw you out of the basement. I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they'll throw you out of the basement. Chazanish, it's not true, he never read the medical journals. Of course he read the, how do you think he knew all that? He read the medical journals. Right, right, right. I'm, t- I'm telling you, this is, this is the, this is the, uh, it's a different shia, but I'm saying this is the, this is the, the, the two streams. I guess in Orthodox Jewry today, right? There's two streams for sure. There is more than just math or science right. because biology has been misquoted or they misdescribed uh, yeah. how the human body is. Right. You know, they, the two, uh, one of them was that there, there are two canals 
in a female. One right? Female. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That, I mean, unless yeah, we the, metamorph you know, yeah. and change. No, the, yeah, that's, all, that's always part of the discussion. Is it possible that with Nishtana Hateva, do we really. Mm-hmm. The human body changed? Are people taller now? Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not in my family. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me tell you what the Reb Chaim Bloch says. Reb Chaim Bloch says as follows. He says, it's impossible to say such a thing that Rav did this. It's impossible. Unaccepted. So what happened? He quotes the Gemara Mesachim Kuf Yud Beis that says as follows. Before Rabbi Huda Anasi died, he told his children, never live in a particular city. What city? The other city, Shachnis. Don't live there. Why? The people that live in that, in, on number six, the people who live in that town, in that city, they're scoffers. They're jokers. They're troublemakers. Don't live there. They'll, they'll cause you suffering. Rav Blach writes, and this is what, apparently one of the things that he wrote back to the Vatican. He writes, I want, I want to show you how confident he is. Blihisus. What does that mean? Without hesitation. Omer ani, I say olam, lo hechrizu rava rav nachman man Impossible. Never happened. Never could have happened. Never did happen. Never will happen. They never said it. Never said it. Ah, it says in the Gemara. Ah, it says in the Gemara that they said it. So he says, where was this place? Shachnitz, Darshish. These are places of late sun. You know who was Machriz? Kirat Ikla Rav Ladarshish. When Rav went to Darshish, Machriz. He was Machriz. Who was Machriz? Not Rav. The late sonim, the people in the town who wanted to cause trouble, wanted to make the rabbis look bad, and wanted to make uh, cause machlokes, to cause um, to cause late sonus, to cause bizyoynus. He was machriz. The rav wants isha liyom echad. Rak isha late son chamalo v'tali ben gadol v'miyova ma'arim v'shaluni migel l'donas v'kamach raz kezet. Al she shach nitziv b'kam. We'll say b'kam b'vol late sonim hayu. Rav Nachman Darba Ezes on Magamahu Yomayin Aleph, and Rav Nachman lived in Shachnitziv. So the Yoshev Shachnitziv Latzon Chamdulahem, Heim Heim Hutzul Lazal Also Tzadik Rav Nachman Shabbat Tzadik, and they would be Moti Laz on that Tzadik. Then Rav Nachman would come there. They would say, Rav Nachman needs a girl. Man Man Machri Man Dahavi Liyoma. And I say with calm disposition, with confidence. So the, the answer to that question is as follows. The answer to that question is, and then once they started to say that, people started to, around the world, started to say, ooh, Rav Nachman did it. Then the, the world started to spread. Rav also did it. Rav never did it. Rav Nachman never did it. Rav did it. Oh, Rav, Rav Moshe did it. Rav Aaron did it. You know, oh, they're all doing this. You know what? People can even get to be so crazy to think maybe this is allowed. If someone were to do such a thing, we have to tell them what the halach is. What? So we say, well, so we tell them all the halachas that you'd have to do just because, listen, if it would ever happen, so you'd have to know that this is the way you'd have to act in this type of situation. But it never happened. Then, then what you're doing is you're not who, who, who put the Gemara together. Why would he... Had he known this, he would never have put the Gemara like... <laughs> he's the editor of the Gemara. Yeah. And if he would have known this, if, if what you're saying is correct, then That's what the you're saying is Rav Ashi was a lawyer. Right. It's also Russian Haram. Right. It's, it's, right. it's, it's making this man sound like a terrible Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's the problem with this approach. That's the problem with this approach. That's what they said. That's it. It's, it's an interesting approach. Definitive answer. But he's very I'll tell you something fascinating. I'm going to tell you something fascinating. Okay? You're not, you're not, you can't, fascinating. Listen to this now. I hate to say this, but it's Emmett. This entire story about the letters from the Vatican and sending it back is the whole thing is a forgery. This whole safe is a forgery. What? Like, from yeah. No, Shemus was not a forgery. He wrote, he wrote himself the questions. Right. This story never happened. How do you know? It was proven, it was proven like, all the scholars say it never happened. This person had a big fight with Rabbi Hankin. It was a whole Misa. It's a whole Misa. But it's known, or at least, I don't want to say known, it's, it's, this, all the scholars say, the, 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 the Pumachas, that 
Now, the reason I'm quoting it is because it doesn't matter that it's a forgery. You still have to answer the Gemara. So his approach is an approach. But the back, the forth, to the Vatican, the whole thing, these people didn't exist. They found that the people, the names that he gave, the whole thing didn't exist. But the thing that he said... The he thing that he says about answering the Gemara, you still have to answer the Gemara. You still have to, the Gemara is the Gemara. But that, but that is brilliant because he brings the Gemara. No, no, no. His approach is a good approach. It's an, it's, you like it enough, but I'm saying, but the story is not, not even, the whole thing is not, the whole thing, that's made up. That's made up. But, but it's okay because the Gemara is the Gemara. We have a, few, a whole bunch of forgeries out there. Well, that's the Tama Yerushalmi. We never spoke about the Tama Yerushalmi. The, the, the Yerushalmi on Kachim. The whole thing is a known forgery. Um, amazing, huh? But Rebruva Magoli Yisafir is not a forgery. And that's the answer that I'd like to learn for this Gemara. We'll end with this. This is the answer that I think is, to me, makes the most sense. And to Rebruva, makes the most sense, too. So let's learn the final answer, which goes as follows. Without going through the whole Gemara, <clears throat> the last Gemara of Odezara, the last Gemara in Masechta, the last Gemara in Masechta of Odezara. What page are you up to? Page four. Number eight. Right. In the middle of the Gemara, Rashi tells us in the last Rashi in the Masechta, without, again, without getting into the details, Derech Parsim, it was the way of the Persians, if you came into the Persian town, the way that they would honor you is by sending you an Isha. For the night. Zona for the night. That's what Rashi says. So in this particular story, they, 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 they learned that Rabbi Yehuda was offered this and he didn't accept. And this person by the name of um, bar, bar, um, uh, Bati Bartuve did accept. Right, fine, Bati Bartuve. Derech Parsayim, Parsayim, the Persian way, was that Linsur Noshim Laachsanoyim, to give women to the guests. Rebuv Magalius writes as follows. Look at this line. And he quotes his brother law, I think it was of Mordechai Schweitzer, he says, Baruch Hashem my brother law, who gives a Mahalach in the Gemara and Yavamas that we can live with. And he says as follows. The Maidam Anachnu, Mizeh, from the last Rashi of Odazara, we learned. The Musa Pras, that the, the, the Minhag, almost a law in Persia, Bechibud Oreach Choshev Lashloach Elavisha. A Choshev person would come to the town, they send them a woman. Right? A non Jewish, uh, you know, Isha. Vuv the Zoo, we know this from a, from a, from a, from, a, from the officer of Nasan that says as follows. When Rabbi Akiva came to a certain place, you know, you know maybe you know the story, it's an incredible story. Rabbi Akiva came to a certain makom, Shigalo HaShulton Shtei Nashim Yafos. The governor of that place sent Rabbi Akiva two beautiful women. Rachsim, Nesachim, Akashim, Kekalos Chasanim. So they washed and they, they made themselves all beautiful like, 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 like brides. And they, they fell on him the whole night. They were trying to seduce him the whole night. For Rabbi Kiva Yoshev and Rabbi Kiva did not move and he didn't even look at them. Like Yosef at Sadiq. Apparently he couldn't leave. He was, in, he was stuck in this place, wherever it was. And uh, he didn't, nothing. So the women came back to the governor and they said, you made a joke out of us, a bazillion. You sent it to this guy, to this guy. He doesn't even forget about doing anything. He doesn't look at us. We'd rather die with the embarrassment that we had. Shalaf Carlos, he came to the Bikiva, I'm alone. But they malo al Sisim Nashim Alok, Dirachman, why 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 didn't you do what people well what's wrong with you? Are you are you are you normal? Are you human? Ammar La Yafosima, are they not beautiful? Lobunal Sadam Kamoschain, Mishabaras Kalosa, are they not human? I mean what what why didn't you act like a human being, like a man? Amalo Maesa Rechin Bo I Live Sarnavelos with Trev Shratzen. I it was like a certain stench, I couldn't come close to them. That's what he says. 
They had to, sometimes the people, the Rabbanim were put in very, what's the word? Precarious. Compromising positions, and it was very dangerous, and they had to somehow come to the governor, to the cardinal, or whatever it was, and, and come up with some excuse of why they weren't, um, acting in the, in the way of the, the uh, not to be a bazillion to the governor. Can imagine how terrible and disgusting this was for such a great rav to be with these two zones. He says as follows: We know that the king of Persia and his governors and his officers were very much in, uh, used to honor rav very much. When Rav would come to Darshish, which was in Persia, Yada he knew. He knew what was going to happen. He knew that it was going to get there, they were going to hear that Rav is there, and the Shilton, the governor, was going to send him an Ishazona, and he was going to be stuck. So what can he do to get himself out of this precarious position? There's one thing he could do. He could preempt him by doing what? By being married. Wow. Wow. You can look at the geography. Shachnas is right near Darshish, right in Persia. When he'd go there without his wife, he'd have to announce. That's why there's an announcement. Why do we quietly know? He has to announce it. I am married. So everybody's going there. You know who else is going to hear? The governor's all. The shulton's also going to hear. Oh, he's married. Oh, he's married. Okay, he's married. I can't expect. I can't expect the married man with his wife to just send him the isha of the zone. But no, so kshenos v'tznuos yado kshenosum fiktivim v'cholik for lobar rak moshem ha'achrozos yado v'shultanos. The women knew that the whole thing was a fix, just to protect the gadol hador from being taken to a very unfortunate, compromising, bizonist type of situation. And now, even according to their approach, even according to the Persian approach, they would not put him in such a compromising position. One approach we didn't like so much, a very difficult approach, it was only, he had the halacha, so we say, uh, in order to act upon his minog, he would get married, to implant this law that you can't be mekalash below shiduchi. Number one. Number two. So we thought that was a little bit difficult. Number two. He has to take care of, he has hirurim, and uh, he has to protect himself from hirurim. You can't put the whole Jewish world in a compromising situation for his own personal hirurim. Very, very difficult. Number three. It never happened. It never happened. Never could happen. Never did happen. It was the people of Shachnas of Vandarshish who were making fun, who were bizarreness, or late sonim, who didn't like Rav Nachman and Rav, who didn't like the rabbis. They were the ones that made this announcement to make them look bad. The problem is that if it really never happened, so then why in the world is Ravashi bringing it down? <laughs> you could answer, he's bringing it down because it never happened, but it could have happened because people thought that it happened because of these people. And therefore we had to let people know what to do if anybody was ever in such a situation. But then you could let people know without without saying it was Rav and Rav Nachman. It's a difficult approach. Rav Magoli is closest brother that says, I think the approach that works. You have to know the context. Darshish, Shachmasif, Persia. Persia, we see from the Avastar of Nassim, we see from the last version of Adazara, that's the, that's the Menegaparas. Menegaparas is, you send the great rabbi, you send the great um, king, you send the great governor, a woman, when it comes to, when it comes to your town. Unless, of course, he's married. Rav is Machris, everybody would hear, including the Shultan, that, no, 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 I come to the town, the Menog is that we should be married, when we come to the town, a Rav has to be married, however they, whatever story they made up, he'd be married. Once he's married, he can protect himself from the type of situation that Rabbi Kiva was put into. This is a Way of Adam Mashatosh of Lapi Kores, you have to know the context of a Gemara and know how to explain it so that you don't end up in a, so we don't end up in compromising uh, types of situations. What? Maybe Why were they going? The key is there was some political reason. reason. Some reason you have to go. I don't know. Maybe you have to go in order to meet the king of Persia. I don't know. He's very, he was, these Rabbanim Write it so that there's such a big question. That's the answer. Why didn't they put it in? That's always the question. It's always, it's so absurd that you would have to. Could always say. Right. Just, just write things more clearly. 
Tarsha Balpeh. See, it's actually once you, you to, get it. It's actually, it's actually not so difficult. All you have to do is know the officer of Nassim. You have to know where Darshish is. You have to know the Minhaga. You have to know Lash Rashi and Avodah And it comes together like a, you know, yeah. fresh. Yeah. When, you know, when you know the So, Baruch Hashem, for Abraham Magoliath and his brother-in-law, he has the Mahalach. When you know the empire, when you know the story, it's so, it's so, it, it tells you so much about the, why he didn't just say, when Rav went somewhere, he was Machris. No, when he... Darshish. All the Darshish and Shachar exactly. Shiv only there. Now exactly. You know. exactly. And the we know why it was a Achrazah. Achrazah. Exactly. Oh, exactly. But I'm sure he traveled many places. That's right. Rav Ikla the Darshish not Rav Ikla Rav Ikla the Darshish Hill is right that's why it's Dafka this place that's why this is the right answer uh, yeah. but was there yep. any sewer